Good evening, people. Good evening. <coughs> Happy Sabbath. It's afternoon, but fuck it. I'm just saying hi. Me too. I'm wishing everybody a happy Sabbath. This is one of the first times we've ever done a ANC podcast on the Sabbath. <laughs> we want to bring it to light to people because, really, I mean, it's uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Sabbath. Actually, yeah. we wouldn't be alive because the Sabbath is the commencement of uh, God's uh, intelligent design of creation that he rested after he did. And so, anybody who doesn't want to observe the Sabbath is basically saying, like, I don't care that I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's really what it's about, dude. It's about, like, commemorating the creation of all things, and that if it wasn't for all things being created, we wouldn't be able to exist. I don't think most people abide by the rules of the Sabbath. Nope, they don't. Not at all. Most people do not. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments of God. Uh And it says that the people who follow the Lamb, wherever so he goeth in Revelation, says that these are they who keep the commandments of God. So if we're here to keep the commandments of God, we got to honor the Sabbath. we got to observe the Sabbath. And it's Amen. like, it's foolish not to observe it because if it wasn't, if God didn't rest after he created everything through his intelligent design, then it's like we wouldn't be here. <laughs> so I feel like we got to pay respect. And, and, and God's a jealous God. This is what's funny about God. Like he's jealous. Like he wants us to like observe what he did and like pay him homage yeah. and rest with him on that time. You know? And not just think that your life is just all for you, just fuck off and party the whole time. Yeah, or like, you know, have other gods and idols above God. Like, God's a jealous God. Once again, he doesn't want people to, like, put other things, materialistic things or pussy or whatever, like, above him. (laughs) Pussy. You know, whatever, you know, it's like for guys or whatever, you know, it's like, that's a lot of guys, like, that's an idol. It's a god for a lot of guys. Yeah, it is. It's like, I'm going to be honest, and that's one of the easiest gods that, like, can control a, a, per- a person's mind, like, a religious type thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it really is. Like, you can literally worship that stuff, dude. Yeah. The, the, the nookie. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, we're observing the Sabbath, and I kind of had like a story that I kind of wanted to tell about the Sabbath, because it actually involves Jordan Love, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, who's going to be uh-huh. playing today. Nice. And uh, my neighbor was uh, Jordan Love's rival in college. Did they fight? No, they're rival quarterbacks. They fought. <laughs> they might have. I don't know, but <laughs> but they were uh, so Jordan Love played for Utah State in college, and my our neighbor uh, played for Boise State. He was a quarterback for Boise State, 
and he got me tickets to his games. He gave me free tickets. And so it was the last game of his career at Boise State, and it was the last game of Jordan Love's uh, career at Utah State. And they were duking it out in Uh Boise. Wow. And I had a ticket to the game, but the problem was is it was on the Sabbath. Oh. And see, this is the problem with, like, college sports is because, like, college sports are, like, you know. On the Sabbath. They're on the Sabbath. So it's just like if, it's like, I don't like that. I mean, obviously, like, trying to be somebody who keeps the Sabbath. Yeah. But, I mean, I just, you know, I just feel like Friday is called the day of preparation in the Bible. Yeah. So it's like Friday is when like you go out and you try to like get everything ready for the Sabbath. You go out and you buy the stuff that you're planning on eating or whatever the next day and you go you do that, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I was just like I was like, okay, well this game's Saturday night, so it's like what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stock up Friday with gasoline and I'm gonna put the gasoline in the hatch of the Lexus. And Drive the Boise with like a gallon, or you know, I don't know how many gallons actually I had in there uh-huh. of gas in the back of my car uh-huh. because I was just like, I can't, there's no buying or selling on the Sabbath. Uh huh. So this is where it becomes problematic. Uh huh, dude. So, like, it's hilarious. No, it's just, and this is the thing. So, it's like, my neighbor, who's been giving me tickets for the last four years to his games, this was going to be his last game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm like... Uh-huh, what did you do? And it's like he's giving me a free ticket, and I'm like, of course I got to go to that game. I've gone to all the other, you know, games throughout the last four years, so it's like, let's do it. And, like, Jordan Love was, like, going to be... Like, we all knew he was going to go pro the next year. He was going to be a lottery pick, went to the Packers, was the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers... And so I was like, of course, yeah. I mean, and they were playing for the Mount, a birth in the Mountain West Championship game, Utah State and Boise State. But I'm like, I'm go, I gotta go to this game for sure, dude. Because I want that. Was this other games not on the Sabbath? Not all of them, no. Uh-uh. Sometimes they were on Thursday nights, Friday nights. Well, I guess Friday night would have been the Sabbath. Sometimes they were. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of varied actually, and couple of different times but um but uh i just didn't really like i like the idea of like road tripping from spokane to boise you know what i mean in one day like start early in the morning take off and get there right before game time you know right before the game starts kind of (laughs) and then i'd like go to the koa because there's never any availabilities to stay at any of the hotels in boise on a game night because it's just they're packed yeah. with fans and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to sleep in my car okay. at the COA. So I just literally, like, drive some Spokane to the game, watch the game, go back to the COA, sleep, and then road trip back the next morning. Uh-huh. So that's, like, kind of what I was rocking, you know, that kind of uh, that kind of thing. But it's just, like, this problem of, like, I can't buy or sell gasoline on the way down to the game. The game was after the Sabbath, but it just like, it was the gasoline, buying the gasoline on the road tripping down from Saturday morning to Saturday night. So did you use that gas you brought? Fuck yes, I did. I had to, dude. Yeah, I had to, dude. And I had just enough. 
you know, I just did enough, but it's just like, I told God, I told God, I was like, God, like, seriously, like, this is a hardcore attempt for me to, like, keep the Sabbath, yeah. not buy and sell gasoline on the way down to this well, game. What is the deal? Why did you make this so hard? It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It is. I agree. And I was like, I was telling God, but I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm doing this because I'm trying to observe the Sabbath because it's like, these are they who keep the commandments of God. And I was like, I'm genuine. Like, I'm not like, I'm, I wasn't complaining. I was just letting God know that I was like, hey, dude, like, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm breathing in these gas fumes all the way to, from Spokane to Boise the whole way, dude. Yeah, it's like, it's not exactly an ideal situation. Then my parents said, yeah, if you get in an accident, that might blow the car up uh-huh. with all that gas in the back. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not safe in that sense either. And I'm just like, God, like, I'm seriously taking uh-huh. it for the team here. You know, I'm going, I'm going full out. But it was just like, it was stakes are high. Like, I was Brett's top dog, uh, the quarterback for Boise State. Like, neighbor, like, I was like, I need to be there and support him on his last game. And uh, uh-huh. so I did it, and I just told God, I was like, God, like, I want one of these beautiful women on Brett's crew to show me some love, uh-huh. like, when I get to the game, you know? Because, like, Brett, like, my did, neighbor who's the quarterback, what's that? Did that happen? It did. <laughs> it did. So check it out. But I wasn't expecting, like, loving, like, sexual favors type thing. I wasn't expecting... I just wanted one of these... Because a lot of the women that were uh, connected to my neighbor, like, were good-looking. You know? Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, they were good-looking women, you know? So, it's like, I I still got... I was like, because of what I'm doing with this gasoline, like, I want one of these women to kind of, like, flirt with me a little bit. uh, So, I can have some fun with at the game. Uh And so, it's like, right when I got there... Uh, I was seated right next to Brett's best friend's mom. Yeah. My neighbor, and she invited me under her blankie for the first half nice. of the game, dude. Nice. She's like, you want to get under my blankie with me? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. Yeah, and she's very beautiful, I have to say. Like, and uh, So I was just like, really cool. I was like, I was like, praise the Lord. Like, here we go. Like, I'm at the game now, and like, I got... Like, my neighbor's best friend's mom showing me love. Just like I was, like, asking God to, like, bless me with, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, there you go. And then she's like, uh, she's like, oh, I went to the Ram across the street to to have some uh, alcohol before the game. She wasn't, like, drunk or anything, but she was a little bit. You, know, you, can, you can tell she had a little bit. Buzzed up. Yeah, and so I... I was, like, saying to her, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to go get a drink or something. She's like, oh, yeah, go there at halftime. Because, like, we were just there. And I was like, so at halftime, I went there and had a couple of a couple of uh, drinks. Nice. And then I went out to the car, my car, which is parked right next to this place almost, and, like, smoked some weed. <laughs> nice. And then went back to the game. And it was a great game. But... Boise State ended up winning the game, too. Uh, but it was what happened on the way back that I really wanted to emphasize. Because I believe this is almost kind of like a miracle. What happened? Well, so on the way... Like I said, normally with these games, I just, like... You know, road trip down from Spokane. The game would start. I'd go to the game. I'd go to the COA sleep in my car, wake up the next morning, and leave, right? So I 
did that that same thing. Woke up, road trip back, and I was, you know, obviously, like, it's a long drive from Boise to Spokane, so I was, like, had a lot of time on my hands to think <laughs> and, like, talk to God, and <laughs> you know? And so I was, like, told God, I was, like, God, like, I really, I really enjoyed, uh, that getting under the blankie with that lady and, and talking with her, you know, uh-huh. my neighbor's best friend's mom. And, <laughs> and I shit you not like God told me, he's like, well, if you like her, I can tell you where she's living. <laughs> and I was like, where does she live? And he's like, uh, in your neighbor's, uh, grandma's house, which is right in our same neighborhood. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. And so, for the next month after this, and this is like the miracle. Because I, I, what's that? You haven't gone to the miracle yet. Sounds hard to believe already. This is the miracle part right here. <laughs> so God tells me like where she lives. I had no knowledge of where she lives, right? Nobody told me, nobody told me, like, where is she? Have God tell you? I don't know. It was, like, it was, once again, it's, it, it was another, uh, I believe, manifestation of the soul and spirit interconnected and tapping into, to God. Like, I was able to connect with God because I've, I'm able to... So saying you just knew? It was just, like, a, an intuitive kind of sensation that I had as I was, like, talking to God and praising him for what he did because it's just like I drove down to Boise with gasoline in the back of my hatch in my car uh, the whole way breathing gas fumes the whole way because I'm trying to keep the Sabbath holy told God I wanted a woman on my neighbor's crew down there at Boise to show me some love I didn't say sexual favors I wasn't demanding that I just said I don't want to, I want to connect with a woman here and, and I want her to show me some love like respect because I'm like I'm technically a top dog of his crew down there next to his best friend. Yeah. So it's just like, I, you know, it was like a cool thing. And so, and that happened. And so it's like, I was just road tripping back and just like praising God for it. Like, hey, that was good, dude. You know, like I was, it was a great game. Puffing the gas sucked. I was taking it for the team. I asked you, since I was taking it for the team, if you could just bless me with this, you did. I'm grateful. And all I have to say is like, I'd like to get to know this woman better. Because I'd seen her multiple times there before already. And yeah. talked to her. and uh, That's kind of on you, though. What do you mean on me? Well, it takes your initiative. Initiative to try to connect with her more? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was t- saying to God. I was trying to show initiative that, hey, it's like, hey, I'm, first of all, I'm grateful for this. Can I get to know this woman better? Yeah. You know, because she's hot and really cool like super fun like like and you know it was just a really cool experience you know like, single yeah she was divorced and single with a obviously teenage son or uh, 20, 20 year old son yeah. my, na- my neighbor's best friend that's the thing like 98.6% girls have kids now yep and this was one of those kind of things, and I, I, 
should have probably seen the handwriting on the wall, but it just I was just like going with it. You know, it's like I wasn't looking for anything serious or anything. I just wanted, like I said, one of these women to show me some love, and they did. And then I just like thank God for it. And then he said, well, if you'd like to get to know this woman, she lives here. So you can go say hi. How did you know that? I don't know. See, that's just like, that's one of the, uh, and this is another thing that I'm trying to impart in this podcast is that this is a manifestation of the interaction of soul and spirit interconnected, I believe. Somehow I was able to tap into something through the extrasensory perception of this super sensory uh, of mind, you know, and soul uh, interconnected. I, I can't explain it. And this is why I'm, I believe it's a miracle in a sense because this ended up happening where this was true. It took me a month, though, to determine if this was true. What I first did when I got back to Spokane after God told me this is I, a couple days later, I drove by my neighbor's grandma's house to see what kind of car was parked in the, in the car lot of the, of the house. Yeah. And it was a black BMW. Oh, Brand new black BMW SUV. And immediately, like based off of my multiple interactions with this woman at games, and particularly that game against Jordan Love, Utah State, was when I saw the car immediately, I thought to myself, I was like, that's the kind of car she would drive. It's like the soul and spirit interconnection was like, I was tapping in again. Uh-huh. Like a, like, like a, like a, probably a week later, a couple of days later, and I was just like, yep. And then what I did is like, okay, this is a problem here because this is at winter time. People aren't outside, right? Yeah. And so I thought to myself, I was like, well, how am I going? Because I was thinking like, what I need to do now is I need to be outside and be looking for black BMWs driving by the neighborhood because my parents live right by this house that... God told me this woman was living in. And so, like, I'm at my parents' house a lot, you know, but it's just, like, it's a bad time of year, and I'm like, how am I going to be able to determine if this is her? And I didn't feel comfortable, like, going to the door. What do you think about that, Riley? Do you think I should have gone to the door, like, right off the bat? Yeah. I would have See, I just feel like I needed more evidence to make sure that it was actually her that was living in that house. Because I could have just, like, walked up and knocked on the door of the house and, you know, it's like, it's like not even her at all. Like, it's just like, and I felt like God told me, like, if she lived here and I went to a house and it was, like, not even the right person. (laughs) Why do you even know the right person there? Because... Of what happened. Because, well, here's what happened. So, like I said, I, I drove by. I wasn't stalking. I was observing. I was looking to see what kind of car was parked there, and it was a black BMW. Sport new black BMW sport utility vehicle. And I was like, that is the kind of car that she drives. I, can, I know it because of her personality and everything, yeah. and the interactions we've had over the years. And uh, so then, my next thing was is that when I'm at my parents house and outside I'm going to be looking for black BMWs driving by the neighborhood see 
to see if I might see one and see if it's her. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, driving it, because if it is, then I can say, like, that is her, and she's probably, you know, that's... Then what? So, about like a month after the game... I was at my parents' house doing snow removal on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And I was doing the, the uh, sidewalk, and she was... I saw a black... what looked to be a black BMW coming down the street. Yeah. And I, uh, I was, like, acting like I was, like, you know, really shoveling hard and focused on that. Yeah. But I had my sunglasses on once again. <laughs> and so I was, like, looking as the car, like, pulled up and drove by me. And I was like, oh, it's a black BMW. And I was like, who's driving it? Then I looked to see it, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's her. Oh, my gosh, it is, dude. And so, like, right at that point, I was like, all right, it's her. She's living there. I'm going. Then what? And so, like, a couple of days later, I dropped by, and she fucking opened the door, dude, and it was her. And she was living there, and I'm like, dude, how the heck did I get that? How the hell did I put all this together, dude? Nobody told me. I didn't even know what her name was, dude. Uh-huh. And they told me her name, like, when I met her, when they introduced me to her, like, but I, I was, like, buzzed and at the time, so I didn't remember. But I didn't know anything about her. Like, she talked about her husband and stuff. So what'd you do? Then what happened? I just feel like God gave me an opportunity to get to know her better because I knew that she was there and like she didn't even like trip when I f- showed up on her doorstep dude she invited me right into the house dude why did you together with this one I tried to I kind of tried to what is he turning down um I don't know it's just I, I did make an attempt like what? Well, like by showing up on our doorstep and saying hi. Oh, that's man. What'd you guys do? Well, I just talked to her. And we went in there. I mean, I was just trying to be friendly. I was just trying to... I wasn't, like, trying to have sex with her or anything. I was just... I just thought it was really cool that this had, like, came to pass. You know, going all the way back to the game. What happened to her? Now, uh, well, she ended, she? she ended up like getting together with a, an older gentleman, like oh. more her age. Oh, and she was fifty at the time. Um, but I just wanted to emphasize the fact that of the story about like how I was able to ascertain, you know, the knowledge to go to know exactly where she was living. But it's like, I, I really personally believe that God, like, told me, he's like, hey, like, if you like this woman, like, she's living right here. Go talk to her. Go try to hook it up. Well, see, and I did. It seems all you have to show for is a story. But it's, it's a story of, I believe, like, the Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath holy because it's like... It, it all began, this whole thing, yeah. this whole thing began with me honoring the Sabbath. And that's why I really want to emphasize. It's like, I really don't care, like, about really hooking up with her. I care about, and getting some, which I think I could have, by the way. 
<laughs> but it's the story of like how I honored the Sabbath. I merely asked God to bless me uh, or show me some respect to a degree, I guess, for me honoring the Sabbath and huffing gas from Spokane to Boise. <laughs> you know? I just feel like it was a commendable effort on my part. And I just like wanted God to acknowledge it, that he, that he appreciated my commendable effort. That's all. Okay. And so my stipulation for the commendable effort was like, hey, when I get to this game tonight, God, uh-huh. I want one of these women on, on my neighbor's crew to show me some love, and it happened. Uh-huh. And then on the way back, he said, okay, I appreciate you acknowledging this. If you want to get to know this woman, <laughs> see, she likes to fly to the games, and I was like, no, you want to drive because you can take in all the cool sights everywhere, dude. Like, Idaho is the most beautiful, is the most, Hell's Canyon, I literally road trip through Hell's Canyon every time down to Boise to games and back. And it was so awesome, dude. Like, that's the craziest road. The road, the grade from Grangevale down into Hell's Canyon is the craziest road I've ever been on in my life. It's it's so high up and steep and switchback. I mean, it's crazy, dude. Huh. Cool stuff. Talking about... How Hollywood is working a dialectic on people, the children. What do you mean? Well, I just saw a uh, YouTube Uh. video from a guy who did a good job exposing Nas X. He's uh, talking about Nas X is like before, you know, he was like a child star. Now he's like a openly gay kind of pop star. Yeah. Or he was like prom- being promoted to the children and is now like a homosexual and he's like promoting that. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like, what is this all about? You know? And then he also talked about Doja Cat as another one. Like, that kind of was a similar kind of story. You know? And then I would even go so far as to say like Miley Cyrus as well is another one of these like she started off as Hannah Montana now she's Miley Cyrus and the Miley Cyrus side is the dark side it's the Hegelian dialectic see like when they're promoting stuff for the children it's the it's the thesis it's the patriarchal side of the dialectic then they switched them in Hollywood to the dark side of the star and then that's when they uh, developed their alter ego, so to speak. Nas X, Miley Cyrus, Doja Cat, you know, people like that. You know, and it's just, that's the dark side. That's the antithesis of the dialectic. And then that is what's supposed to suck the children who were fans when they were in their thesis, patriarchal side. They're trying to suck those children into the dark side of the antithesis of when these celebrities go uh, south, so to speak. 
Like the go south? No, they go south in the sense that they are, you know, in the dark side. Like in south Louisiana? Like the hell. No, no, not going down south to Louisiana either. Ain't no, no jumbo or gumbo or whatever it is. Yeah, there's none of that. It's just, it's like they, it's a switch where it's like these people are dual-sided. These celebrities are dual-natured. Where they're like, they're good in the beginning of their careers. They're, they represent the innocent. innocent thesis, patriarchal, conservative, Republican, love of God, uh, God-given rights in our country, constitutional, nationalistic kind of ideas, you know? Yeah. And then they switch them to the liberal, communist yeah. uh, embrace of fluid lifestyle of whatever. It just seems like such a scapegoat to go that way. I think when people go that way, mm -hmm. left or whatever, yeah. they're lazy. There's something they don't want to expose about themselves. Yeah. So they call all the other fucked up people. Yeah. Well, there could be some truth to that. You know, I mean, I don't, who knows what the motive is for why these people do what they do. You know, how they start off one way and then go the complete opposite way. I mean, I just think that that's the natural progression of things. You know, it's, you know, it, everything's in a state of entropy. It's in a state of decay. You know, it's like you start off good and beautiful, and the next thing you know, you're old, withered, and old bag. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, and that's why, because it's, you just, like you said, it's just, they're lazy. You know, they just, they don't want to make the necessary changes to... Indeed. To like overcome, really. It's like it's about overcoming, and that's why it says, Few are they who find salvation, you know, like who want to overcome. Yeah, because broad is the way that leads to destruction, and narrow is the gate that leads to salvation, and, and overcoming, that, and that's just hard. That's a hard. I don't even like it's hard to hit that gate, the right gate. Because it would be so easy to take the wide road. Yeah. For me, that would mean getting in physical therapy and therapy yeah. and doing all the things to be a part of society again. But I, I didn't want that. Well, yeah, it's like, and that's just like adapting, you're adapting to the current state of affairs to be, to overcome. Yeah. To do that path that, you know, that you don't want to do is just to compromise into another direction that is really, it's like, you're better off where you're at kind of deal. You know what I mean? Just like doing what you're doing almost kind of, because it's just like, what's... 
What's that for a man to gain the whole world but forfeit his soul? Exactly. I feel like I would have to go that way if I wanted my earthly... Yeah, because let's face it, you... Presence to be benefited or whatever. And that's what everybody's trying to do. Like, that's the whole, like, modus of operandi of our culture and society is to upgrade each time. Like, you want to keep upgrading and upgrading and upgrading until you just, like... Earthly, earthly benefits. Up- earthly benefits, earthly upgrades, whatever you want to call them. Yes, that, that is the modus of operandi of most people. I feel like I could very easily go that way. Yeah. Start getting... Signed up for this and that. Yeah. And, and start, pl- yeah. start trying to be more out there, whatever. But I don't even want any of that. Yeah, it just seems like a waste of endeavor for people, almost, kind of. We're fighting a losing battle, I mean, here, and that's really what we're seeing here, going back to this this idea of talking about Miley Cyrus, Doja Cat, Lil Nas X, people like that that were positive at one point in time and then went, you know, south. They went, you know, evil, hell below, you know, (laughs) you know, that's, you know, that's something that we want to point out is that like, this is a byproduct of, you know, what the system wants. They want, they want this to promote this communist agenda type thing. You know, I feel like, and we're trying to overcome, we're trying to overcome what they're you know, because they're trying to suck everybody, everybody into this, in the dark side. You know, like we're saying, it starts off with the positive and then goes to the negative. Because they want to lure those people that were in the positive into the negative. It's very psychological, it's a psyops, and so that's what Hollywood is. It's Right, <laughs> well, I was just thinking a lot about, you know, you talk about how abortions are like a sacrifice to the devil. What about people that were in war that died? Yeah. Those people, too, are sacrificed to the devil, too, I feel like, as well. Yeah. Like, the devil wants to see bloodshed in all kinds of ways. Yeah. He, he wants to see atonement down here for him like and that's what he likes to see he likes to see blood shed he likes to see people going from a good character to a really bad one huh. you know what I mean and sucking people into that that Turning character black. yeah and, and sucking people into that that nature that lifestyle you know what I mean as a psychological operation on on the youth Turn you into a black soul. Yeah, this is a black soul, yes, I like that. It really is. 
preach on, brother, on that one, because it is a black soul, dude, and that's what they want to create. That's the ultimate agenda of the communist agenda of... The black soul hole. <laughs> the black soul hole. Black soul hole. Uh-huh. Won't you come? <laughs> yep, it is. The black soul hole effect. We were talking about the brown holes. <laughs> we moved on from brown holes to black holes. Black holes, yes. Uh-huh. I was just, it was funny because Riley, Riley <laughs> tends to have a little bit of flagellance here on the set sometimes. And so we got to deal with that in a constructive manner. You got to overcome once again. From the brown hole. And I was like, Riley ripped on one time. I seen him lift up and I was just like, oh, he's about ready to riff one. I can uh-huh. tell. And. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, dude, that like sounded like it ripped, ripped a hole in the space-time continuum of your shorts. <laughs> yeah, and then you said like blast off in the new galaxies or something, and then I was like, yeah, and brown holes. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. yeah. That was kind of funny. Because it's like obviously like we were referring to black holes, but. It was brown holes because it was like a fart, you know. It just, uh-huh. it just shattered through the shorts. That's a farty. This is a farty night or something. Hey, it happens, right? Like the episode where, uh, yeah, where. Uh, we talked about the caregiver guy who, like, almost dumped your wheelchair with you in it. Wheelchairs. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, well, it happens. It's a long again. fucking excuse. It happens. Oh, it happens. It happens. I just, like, totally ditched your wheelchair and... Shoved you down the... Almost lost me after my wheelchair. I can't fucking walk. <laughs> just, like, just like push your wheelchair out in the nothingness. Just get away from me. <laughs> hey, it happens. Yeah. Fuck you, Richard. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> There's seven tremendous bullshit <laughs> fucking routines. There's <laughs> a huge series all about the seven things fucking. They got laws, of course, because all these denominations of Christianity got laws and dogmas, and they got uh, theologies that, like, are, it's like, they only see things in a box. Like, they're boxes, where it's just like, we see things in this box, and then you have, like, another group of people that sees things in this box, another Christian denomination that sees things in this box... You know, it's, it really is about boxes, dude. Uh-huh. And it's like, we're just like trying to break it down. It's like, hey, it's simple, people. You don't need to get in any of these boxes. 
You just need to keep the commandments and hold the testimony of Jesus. As like, you just need to believe in Jesus, believe that he came. God didn't make it impossible. No, he made it actually pretty simplistic. It's just like, and then you accept Jesus, and then you go in the transformation process. Where you're... And I feel like you have to get over your own ego. Oh, it is. Because... You do that. Yeah, because it says, Jesus says... And that is like the biggest fucking problem we have. Yeah, because the mark of the beast is promoting uh, thinking and acting accordingly to ego. And ego stroking of all people that it can. It wants the ego stroke people. It's a part of that. But God says... Jesus says you must deny yourself. Yeah. Deny the ego. Yeah. You know? And like... And then he says, what is the greatest commandments? To love God and love your neighbor as yourself. It's like, that's what you do. Yeah. You don't love yourself. You love God. Yeah. And then love your neighbor in turn because God's love provokes you to And you people who don't have God love themselves. Well, it's the antithesis of love of God. Yes, it's like once again, it's a Hegelian dialectic at play here in this sense as well. Because you have like, yeah... If, if you don't love God, if God isn't the thesis, then in your life, then you're the thesis. And then the other thing is the antithesis, it's the dark. So it's like you love yourself, God is now, love of God is now the, it's the dark to you. It's like, it's like what the liberals and Democrats are really trying to do, and the communists is trying to call what is good, evil, and evil good what it's really what they're trying to do they're trying to you know just like the idea of abortion it's like oh it's okay for a woman to mess up call she, evil good good evil yeah okay so we are so that yeah my dad for some that's alright yeah, uh-huh. I mean I mean it's just that's really what we're living in and that also pertains to what we've been talking a lot about before with the itchy ears only hear what they want to hear because they want to hear that you know like I can you know I can be allowed to kind of mess up here and there and just go there's the key word allowed they're allowing it these people are looking to be allowed to do evil crap. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're allowing people, and so that's what itching ears want to hear. It just gets it makes people more able to be evil. Uh, I feel like kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. And so, like, we're trying to say, no, like, man doesn't need, like, we've been talking about, like, the, it's the easy way out. It's the easy way out to continue to keep, like, doing what's easy, but to accept challenge and to overcome a challenge is a narrow gate. Only few people want to embrace that. Indeed. That is huge. And that, yeah. No one wants to take the narrow pathway. Yeah. No one. If you 
Yeah, it's just like they immediately like won't even attempt. Yeah. It's the same kind of concept of uh, merging the soul and spirit together. Like a lot of people are just like, oh, no, I don't need that. I'm sufficient enough in my ego. Yeah. My own self-confidence. And my own abilities. I don't need that. It. It's this, and it's the same mentality as well. That's so crazy, dude. It's really literally the same mentality on both fronts here <sighs> that we just exposed. It's an easy way out. People want and people are lazy. It really boils down to that. It's just laziness. And the more sufficient the system become, the beast systems becomes to like provide more uh, luxuries and. Uh, virtual realities and stuff of that nature, the more lazier people are even going to become more, dude. Like, I just feel like... Uh, and we just need to just come against this because this is not overcoming. Laziness is not... Lazy people are not going to overcome. Uh, You're not going to overcome being lazy, dude. It's just like, people need to hear it. Like, we need to stoke a fire in people to overcome. And when you walk, I would be... You knew me, I was busy, eh? I was busy. Oh, yeah, All dude. time. Yeah. And that's good. It's good to be busy, you know? But then it's like, once again, we go back to the Sabbath, and then you have that time where it's like you like you take a little chill pill, you know what I mean, for a little while, you know what I mean, for 24 hours. And get a little wrench in my program when I get going again. Could you know? not work on Saturday? I love working on Saturday. It's fun for me. It's something to do. Well, it's fine to do activities. I think, like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, not necessarily like doing work where you're like at a job being paid. Like, I think you can do certain activities on the Sabbath. It's like Jesus allowed like activities like he healed people on the sabbath and the pharisees came to him and said this is actually a good point they said like oh why do you do this like on the sabbath you're supposed to be resting and jesus was justifying doing good works on the sabbath so i think there's certain situations where you can do activities on the sabbath engage in certain things yeah one of the things i like to do is music like music's a good thing to do on the sabbath so um like work with that like try to work try to get gain new ideas or riffs or whatever you know i think like that's good activities and yeah eating some some food like enjoying some good food on the sabbath is good everybody's got sure their own kind of way they keep the sabbath you know (laughs) whatever we were talking about the sabbath Last time. I want to kind of promote that here. So. Hope you guys enjoy the Sabbath stories. Yeah.